Today's episode is brought to you by True North Mobile Gear. Go light, go strong, go True North. Check out our gear at www.canadiansaddlehunter.com. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Canadian Saddle Hunter. I'm your host, Steve Atkinson, and I am here today with Rick Packer, who is one of the original saddle hunters in Ontario, um, at least compared to a lot of us. He, he has a lot of wisdom to impart, and I'm very honored to be uh, joined by you today, Rick. Thanks for joining us. Thanks. Sure. So, Rick, we were just chatting there a, a couple moments ago, and you were saying that you have been saddle hunting for six years, and that you're not you're not 23 anymore. And so, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself um, and why you started saddle hunting? Well, I suppose uh, I, I started hunting and saddle hunting at the same time, um, and I got into hunting uh, because I couldn't play hockey anymore, and I wanted a hobby. And when I'm learning something, I go full tilt and I try to find out everything I can about something I came across saddle hunting and I have to say that I learned a lot about hunting from my friend Ron and and uh, he doesn't saddle hunt but he's hunted for 40 50 years 50 years and um, so he gave me taught me all the ropes and I saw all the stuff he carried in and I thought I'm getting too old for that but he's too <laughs> old to change and it, it worked for him and I'm not knocking anyone that the way he does it, he's got to hang on and some heavy steps and he goes and has a preset and often baits and not even against baiting for new hunters, but that's what he does. And he fills the freezer. Yep. But uh, for me, and I appreciate all the help I got from my friend Ron. And for me, I wanted to do, we have a lot of public land in this area. I have 250 acres, but only about 25 acres of bush. And the deer aren't there after the leaves come off the tree, they, they leave. And usually there's only three or four there. And I've taken some out of the bush and I have some permanents there. But we got probably 10,000 acres of public land within 30 miles or 40 miles of here. Wow. And so I wanted to be able to hunt there and not carry too much. I got bad knees. And so I started investigating. Saddle hunting looked interesting. And and part of the fun, I think, of hunting is all the learning, um, whether it's handling a gun properly or a bow or... So I'm not an expert hunter. I, I've been fairly successful, moderately successful. But um, I do think I've tried a lot of saddle hunting just for fun. And so I think a lot of guys are like that, but I'm getting pretty content. I haven't bought anything new that yet in the last six months. Um, because I've tried so many things. And so I think that's where, where I'm at now. But uh, over the years, I've tried about 10 saddles. I've tried uh, several climbing methods. And I've tried multiple types of sticks. And um, I think we're all different. So what you choose will be different. But I think there's some things not to do. And uh, for sure, what we can talk about. Yeah, so... Well, that's that's really interesting. Like like you said, it's it's a little bit unusual. Most people have started, you know, um, younger than than you have and have their way. But you starting saddle hunting the way you have, uh, and hunting the way you have, what what advantages do you think that saddle hunting has given you as someone who hasn't been hunting for forty years, like you said, and had the the pre the 
preset stands everywhere. So what do you, advantage do you think that beginning your hunting journey as a saddle hunter has given you the flexibility? Well, obviously one of them is just not carrying as much stuff and two flexibility of where you hunt and three uh, less chance of theft. You can throw stuff. And um, while actually, I think initially it wasn't true, but I think now the way my setup is comfort and uh, because I repel out of a tree now, uh, packing up is quick and easy, which is important in Canada when it's December and cold. Yes, sir. And uh, I think that uh, all those things, like I, I know um, I'm not sure I'd want to hunt past November 15th if uh, I had to carry a whole bunch of stuff in. Now, a preset where you permanent stand set up, that's different, but our deer leave my farm and they go to other areas and I want to be able to hunt them in later November, December, especially I, I retired from farming last year, especially when I was farming, I, I didn't have time, yeah. how much time in October to hunt, so um, that was another motivation, I guess. No, that makes sense. And so you said you've tried 10 saddles, that's... That's fantastic. I know I've had conversations with you before online and uh, the Ontario farmer is your uh, saddle hunter moniker, I believe. Um, and what, what led you to try the different saddles and what journey, what did you learn by trying so many different saddles? Well, I don't recommend it for everyone. When I was 25 and had no funds, I certainly wouldn't recommend it. And quite frankly, when you're 25, you can probably be satisfied with a fairly uncomfortable saddle mm -hmm. if you're reasonably fit. And I'd say I'm reasonably fit for 63, but I got bad knees and arthritis here and there for pushing pigs and working yep. physically hard. And so I really was searching for more and more comfort. And so um, I had the resources. I'd buy a saddle. If I didn't like it, I'd sell it, buy another one, sell it, buy another one. So I really only have two saddles. I probably wish I still had one of the, a third one, but the only saddle I might still try is the one that's now made in Canada. I can't remember its name, just just because then I know what it's like compared to others. But uh, um, some of the saddles I sold were fine. Uh, it's just that I thought the ones I kept were better. And uh, at first you go, at the beginning of the journey, you try to lighten things up because everything's all about weight on Saddle Hunter. Mm -hmm. But in the end, I think comfort uh, is really important just for setting still. And so I think that uh, that's why I kept changing. And uh, I'm pretty content now. Oh, that's that's great. Yeah, Paul Agostini, it's Steeny Gear. He's the Canadian one. You know, I'd like to try one of his as well. He was our, our first interview on the podcast. What saddles have you kind of narrowed it down to? You said you had two. What saddles do you use now? Um, okay, I use a custom-made one from TX5. Um, and so it's based on, well, some of his design is things that I liked through time. Um, and uh, the JX3. I was going to, for a long time, some people don't like the JX3 because they think it's too bulky. Well, I don't think it's bad because you don't need a pack. And, uh, but for sitting still and just playing comfort, especially uh, if you have any AIDS related pain, 
Uh, I don't think you can beat it. Plus, you can sit in the ground with it. They'll probably try to figure out how to put a swivel stand on it for turkeys. I haven't done that yet, but too busy. But um, the uh, other one that I would actually constantly highly recommend is the cruiser saddle. Yes. Um, one I wish I had a cap, um, but someone needed one, and I don't need three. Yeah. But, uh, but the other saddles. The old adage of hip pinch and constant discomfort, those are all true things. And so if you tried one saddle and don't like it, I, I would really encourage you to uh, don't be discouraged. And don't listen to the ones that are the best marketers either. There's yeah. some saddles that sell because they market well. Yeah. So. No, I think that, that's, that's very sage advice. I think all our bodies are different and it's important to... To, to, if you have the opportunity to do what you've done and try different saddles and see how they fit. Uh, I haven't tried oh, <laughs> my, my dogs, breaking my kids. Um, but I, I haven't tried a TX5 myself. The Cruiser, I actually bought the Cruiser off of your, your recommendation on the XC and I really like it. I just got um, the Cruiser Archon and I like that even more, just the, the two panel. I wasn't sure if I'd like it, but just for me personally, how, it, it just cups underneath where my, my glutes and my hamstrings meet and the low back. I really like that. And I was able to get a JX3 off of the Saddle Hunter Classifieds. And I've used that. And that's right now, that's what I'm, uh, I'm using. I have two. I think there's certain days when that JX3, man, you can just sit in there, lean back and almost fall asleep. Um, but then or fall asleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For sure, it's 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 comfortable, um, and then the, the cruiser as well has been been very comfortable. So typically, what is your, what would be your advice then to someone who is just starting into saddle hunting, and they they wanted to try different saddles? Um, what would you recommend that someone would would start with? Well, on saddlehunter.com, they have a, a map where you can see where the people are and ask. But I mean, I've shown people, and I think if you just go to Saddle Hunter Canada and ask, is there anyone nearby me? And I live in, I live near, I don't know, people were near uh, Clinton, Ontario. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I, I mean, I take the time to show lots of people different saddles and, and how, to, how I hunt and even how to repel or climb with one stick. And so if I was to give advice, I would say that uh, eight out of 10 people are gonna be very happy with a cruiser saddle, nine out of 10 XC. Uh, I haven't tried the, the Canadian one and I wanna try it, I probably should. Mm -hmm. And then there's a lot of others that I think that eight out of 10 or seven, like an Amazon rating, yeah. six or seven out of 10 would be happy. And then there's some that are, I think a two or three. Yeah. People say they like them because they haven't tried anything else. And then um, the, uh, like I've tried the, what is it, the method? Um, I think it's a two panel saddle. Okay, yep. And so I'd like to try, pardon? I said, yes, yeah, I think that, that's the method, I, I believe so. Yeah, I tried it and I think it was just too small for me and they only have one size and I understand Cruiser has two. So that might suit better, like it suits you. And um, some of the Arrow Hunter products are incredibly well made. And uh, some of the new products, they tend to be a touch heavier, but 
they're reasonably comfortable comfortable uh, quite frankly tethered are the best marketers and they won't like me they probably hate me already but i never recommend their saddle it's the lightest and some say they like it but i can't believe that uh if they tried some other ones they wouldn't like something better and um so i'm saying that not to be mean to tethered because i actually like the guys I'm only saying that to prevent pain in the pocketbook for a new saddle hunter. The other thing I would highly recommend, because it's not hard, I mean, I'm old, and I got arthritis in two knees from pushing pigs, kneeling and fixing equipment and stuff. But um, I would highly recommend learning how to one stick. Um, people, if you try it once or twice, you're going to probably hate it. If you try it 30 times and watch videos, four or five, six times and look at the little details. I think you'll find it's easier in the end and quicker in the end if you repel down. Repelling, you could probably learn that in an hour. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you're really, I, I wanna get a little, I have tried SRT. I would, if I get time, I'd like to do, I don't know if I have time. That precepts sets in public land with, um, and do more SRT because uh, that's really slick too. Um, I find that a little bit physically more demanding, but um, probably not enough practice. But all I say is you got to practice and, and multiple sticks. The problem with multiple sticks is, especially in Canada, is it's cold at night. You got to pack them up and they're harder to keep quiet. And I find that the packing up and the keeping quiet, sure, it might be faster climbing this tree straight up or in a preset, but it's not any faster when you include the setup and downtime and, and you add in repelling. In fact, it's not at all. And then you're not carrying multiple sticks to bang up. So that's just my experience. I would say if you really want to do it, just learn how to do one stick. And, and um, it's just my opinion. I mean, I, I don't do trad hunting or, or anything like that, but um, I think that, uh, these big platforms, I really don't think they're necessary. So um, I have a, I mostly use a scout on a stick and the yep. stick I like is the lightest stick, the uh, EWO stick with um, a solo, or, or uh, I guess it's a solo scout, or no, it's just a scout platform on top. And I like their stick with, now they got a cam cleat on it, put a cam cleat on your old one. But I like the standoffs because they stick out far from the tree. And I think that platform's enough with a couple steps around the tree. You don't really need steps with the JX3 when I put them up. And I yeah. usually use squirrel steps, small and light. And uh, then you're done. And then for rope, well, there's a Canadian supplier of rope, uh, Maple Leaf Ropes in Brantford. And uh, you can get them from Dano too, Eastern Wood Outdoors. But I'm not advertising for any of these guys, but um that's just economics if you do if you got limited resources hawk sticks are cheap and they're they work um i think there's better sticks now than the lone wolf sticks i've tried the sticks for that i forget the company that makes uh the solo scout and the scout tried their sticks i mean they're some people might prefer them shikars yeah shikars but if, if i was starting out I would really, I, I mean, I've, I've had new saddle hunters come here. I've showed them how to repel and I've showed them how to 
one stick and I've um, given them, um, even me, I have to practice before the season for one stick just to make it clear in my mind. I don't have to practice repelling, but um, I've shown a couple of guys and I mean, one guy went home and killed a deer a week or a couple of weeks later. So, and I think it was his first set. Wow. But um, so I think you got to take the time to practice. If you don't, you won't be happy. And, you, and, you, and you, not all saddles are not all created equal. In my control. I had one Marine tell me that I was soft, <laughs> that I couldn't feathered saddle and it wasn't that bad. Well, I'm not a 28 year old Marine, so. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure, for sure. I think um, you made some excellent points there. And one in particular is that often people look for what's the fastest way up the tree. And the reality is, well, the fastest way up the tree is usually the sweatiest and loudest way up the tree as well. Um, and that's not what we're going for as hunters. We want to be stealthy, want to be calm and, and, and smooth and something like one sticking. Or like you said, if you have multiple sticks and you have to get to this tree, take off your pack, undo the sticks, they're banging around, hook them onto your saddle, put your pack back on, attach your bow and then to the same thing in the pitch black at night there's a lot of time spent banging sticks together at the bottom of the tree and some guys like multiple sticks and they have systems for them um i know myself i've done a bit of both i've done some two sticking i've started one sticking more i found a, a way to add like a tether um aider so now i can get i get uh, to 20 feet with two transitions one sticking and so that's made one sticking fun for me again i've done a little bit of SRT, uh, like you said, SRT is fun, um, single rope technique, but it's, uh, I think it is a little bit, it's, it's easy to go faster on the SRT where the single sticking, you get in a rhythm and you can go slow and you climb up and then you sit and you grab the stick and it helps keep it nice and calm and tempo. Where SRT, you can just keep on, keep on climbing, keep on climbing. And sometimes that can be good, but sometimes Again, if, if you're getting sweaty, then you're probably probably going too fast. Yeah. Yeah, there's no sense of rushing. Or The other thing is if you are in a rush and you'll have a short hunt. I've, I've did it a few times. I haven't killed a deer that way, but almost did in the, in the gun hunt. I had a buck like 15 yards from me. And, oh, I just I just got uh, buck fever. And I can't believe I missed the shotgun at 15 yards. Well, he saw me. He started to move as soon as I started to move. And I guess that's a problem with sitting on the ground, but um, with, I know this is saddle hunting, but those guys, um, oh, I forget what they call them, but uh, they do a lot of stalking and, and young guys. Um, uh, hunting public? Yeah, hunting public. I love those guys. Yeah. But I mean, if I was young, I'd be interested in trying some of this stalking. And I, it certainly, they've encouraged me to sit in the ground and kind of cold winter day in Canada, it's not, a, it's not the end of the world to do that, right? And sometimes with ground constitution. So I'm not eliminating all forms. I still sit in tree stands in my own farm. Um, but uh, saddle hunting just adds another level of flexibility. And I think I strongly prefer it over hang on. I mean, someone like Dan uh, influenced uh, hunting beast, he would disagree. But see, he's stuck in the way like he likes to do the same thing over and over again. I, I don't blame them. You get into a routine, then, then that's fine, right? It's mm -hmm. like my buddy Ron, 
he does it his way and it works. So that's fine. But saddle hunting, it's probably easier for me to start at 56 than a lot of 56 year olds typically because I, I've never tried anything or not much. So no, that makes I sense. had a hang on. I had a climber. I sold it. I, I'd never go back to hang on. Yeah, no, never. Me, me either. I, I think it's a, it's a really good point is that if you start and you don't have to be, you know, again, you know, 23 to, to do it, just, um, just be willing to try different things. And uh, for in your experience, what has been the biggest obstacle that you have faced as a Canadian saddle hunter in starting saddle hunting and getting saddle hunting equipment? What's been the biggest obstacle you had, have had to overcome? Uh, biggest pain is the same thing everybody has. It's a whole Canadian dollar and yeah. um, duties and um, all the stuff crossing the border. And uh, I mean, a lot of guys have benefited because I sold stuff after I bought it yeah. here. And I'm glad for Can Saddle Hunter Canada because guys can exchange equipment there and, and ideas. And I'm also glad that we've got a producer of saddles here. I, I hope he does real well. Yeah. Um, but uh, obviously that's the greatest problem. And, and two, there's less people here. So there's less people you can go to to see what they do and what works. And so probably, I mean, I've had different people call me and that's fine. I've shown different people, but there, more of us should do that once you get used to doing it. That's, so that's the biggest. Yeah, no, I, I agree. That's something that we're working on here through these podcasts. Um, and also we're looking at hosting in-person events. We're hosting the tethered event on July 17th. We're having a teach and train. Um, and so we're almost, that's almost sold out. And then we're hoping to host uh, at least, at least four this year is the plan of kind of gatherings where people can get together, try some different gear. I've accumulated um, some and I think people will bring some and just get together as saddle hunters. Um, we've had some sponsors coming in, so there'll be some prizes to give away, but just to get together and learn from each other and see how, how Rick one sticks and to see how, you know, people carry their gear. And that's something that I'm really hoping to get off the ground here in 2021, as long as COVID doesn't screw that up too, um, to have the opportunity to do that. Cause that's, like you said, I think that's from every conversation I've had with Canadians, getting this stuff, this stuff here, and then not knowing if you're going to like it or not, is one of the biggest challenges. So. Hopefully we'll get those, uh, some of those organized and, and in place here shortly. Okay. Yeah, so. That'd be good. Yeah. Um, can you tell us, uh, turkey season is, is coming up and I know in one of the conversations I believe I had uh, with you last year on, on the phone, you mentioned that you turkey hunt out of your JX3 uh, sometimes. Do you do that regularly or not very often? Um, tell us about, a little bit about that. Um, it depends on the situation. Um, I've killed quite a few turkeys with my JX3 attached to a tree, a big tree where I know there's a big tree wider than my shoulders. Mm -hmm. And I figure they'll come out in front of me. And uh, um, so that has worked. Um, other locations, I just set it right on the ground with the tree at my back. Um, sometimes I put up a blind. Uh, so I, I can't say I'm consistent, but I've killed several turkeys with my tether attached to the tree sitting behind the tree with my gun. So, um, and I've killed them at 15 yards. So that's, now yeah. th that's 
this past year I shot one um, probably at five yards, but it was um, sitting on the ground with my JX3 and lots of cover. I couldn't see him. Well, I saw him coming, but I couldn't shoot until he sat close. So, um, yeah, turkey. I, I, I don't know what I'll do this year. Um, I got a neighbor where I know there's some turkeys. I might set up a blind there and just leave it there and walk in in the morning and hunt and leave a nice, comfortable chair. So I can't yeah. say it's consistent, but uh, where the situation warrants it, where I think they might be, and if I scouted that area and I think they're going to fly down there from a certain direction and walk out in a certain direction, yeah, I've set them up attached to a tree with a JX3 and just waited. And that, that works. It works. I know it works. That's good. I'm looking forward to that this year. I, last year, I, I sat um, a bit just in my, I don't remember if I had the cruiser at that point or not, but it was, it was interesting being, being able to be behind the tree and enabling me to use my bow without being in, in a blind. Uh, one of my questions is, what do you normally hunt with out of a saddle? Do you use a bow? Do you use a crossbow? Do you use a shotgun, black powder? What is your, your normal hunting weapon um, out of a saddle? Well, I've got a, a bad uh, shoulder, so I do. I use a either a Hickory Creek vertical inline crossbow, mm. or I have used a um, Excalibur um, three thirty five, um, the small one. I forget what it's called. And uh, I have uh, also I usually usually in this area you know only hunt with a shotgun, so I use a shotgun. Right. Um, all right, but. Uh, one thing I just was going to go back up and get for the turkeys too. When you sit with, if, if you're on public land and you've got the tree in front of you, you've got um, decoys out in front of you, I mean, you can easily put orange in your back because the chances of getting shot when there's turkey decoys around does go up, right? No, Whereas if you're sitting true. in front of the tree, there, that is a safety concern sometimes of mine. If it's private land, I have less of a concern, but. Um, it does provide an element of safety, but sorry to backtrack there, but no, that, that's okay. Yeah. That, that's an excellent point. That's something that I, I, um, I haven't turkey hunted on, on public land. It's just been private, but that's, that's an excellent point, uh, because that's where, you know, I mean, hope every year something happens and we hope it doesn't this year, but you know, there's a, sometimes people make mistakes and having that tree in front of you. And again, being able to wear orange on your back, that's a really smart. That's really smart. Um, Even just orange ribbons enough, really. You don't have to be yeah. full orange. So. Oh yeah, for sure. That's cool. That that Hickory Creek. That is something um, I find really, really intriguing. I have four kids, and it's it's something that I, it looks. Yeah, I've never tried one, but tell us a little bit about your Hickory Creek. What's your experience been like it? Because it seems like people are kind of like saddle hunting. They're not sure if they're going to like it or not. Well, I think it's not as nice looking as most bows. Certainly cheaper than some of these three, four thousand dollar crossbows. Yeah, for sure. The advantage is, you know, if you weigh my Excalibur three thirty five micro, uh, it says it's five point some pounds. But when you put the you put it all together, it's actually over eight pounds. Mm -hmm. They all lie. And it, the hickory is six pounds, so that's one definite advantage. Other thing, carrying through the bushes, it's a definite advantage. Um, 
it's also um, uh, saddle hunting. You're not having to lean out to take the shot. Yeah. Um, and I think that uh, I think there's no doubt, no matter what the guys at Hickory Creek say, I don't really think it's quite as accurate. But it's accurate enough, so you're out an inch in thirty or forty yards. It's not a big deal. Yeah. But say my micro is more accurate, at least for targets. Also. Yeah. No, that that makes sense. I don't, myself, I've primarily I use like I have a crossbow um, as well as as a bow and. I found I, I mostly use my crossbow on the ground. I've used it a bit in the saddle, but it's just, I'm always conscious of where the tree is that way. And the Hickory Creek sounds like a really good option to be able to stay tight to the tree as it were leaning over. So it's a, it's an interesting concept. Well, I know I've, hit, I've, I've missed, I've missed deer because I wasn't leaning out far enough and the limb of my bow hit the tree and that, well, one, it's not good for the bow, and two, it's annoying. Yeah, and two, sure. I've been busted, busted leaning out from the tree yeah. because it's movement. But I've also not been busted leaning out from the tree. But yeah. if they're only 10 yards away and you're doing that, it's not great. Whereas if you're just right tight to the tree, they don't see you. So. Yeah, well, that's that's interesting. So well, that's that's great there. Um, what would you say has been the best hunting or saddle hunting advice that you've received in your research um, into the saddles and in your interaction? What is some of the best advice that you have received? Uh, <laughs> I think, I don't know if I've received the best advice, but I've been on Saddle Hunter for what, four or five years mm -hmm. on in the US hunter.com. And um, I don't spend as much time on it anymore because I'm not really learning as much, but pick mm -hmm. um, you get your advice from. There's some very good hunters out there, but there's also some biases. Mm -hmm. So um, I think that, you know, I think just keep that in mind. Um, and the other thing is, is we all are different. So if you're going to take advice, yeah, not? and I think, I think that, the, this is just my advice. It's not really anything I've got from anybody. But uh, well, I read Squirrel, for instance, on, on Saddle Hunter, who started that forum. Mm -hmm. um, like when he says something, I think he's careful because, well, you've got tethered coming. So I said something less favorable to tethered. But at the same time, he, uh, you know, you're going to get honest advice, especially if you PM, you know, yeah. private, send him a private And sending private messages is a great way to get little more considerate advice because you don't really like running down someone's stuff yeah but uh i like ernie uh ernie's a great guy with tether mm -hmm. but i still don't like it <laughs> <laughs> that's fine platforms this is platforms yeah um and uh i haven't tried their new one stick it's supposed to be i i wonder how fearful foot's going to be pretty close but let's go back to the original subject the best advice is pm people and they can maybe feel, feel a little more free to share your advice and make sure that they're giving unbiased advice and make sure they've tried more than one or two things. Um, I've seen people just gung-ho about something and you find out they've only wore one saddle. Well, that's just not good. <laughs> yeah, no, I, that, that's, that's, very, that's very sound advice. There's, as far as 
the best people out there is some guys that have reviewed 10, eight or 10 saddles. And I think they're fairly honest and, and probably one of the top two or three is going to work for most people. And that's what I suggest to start with. And uh, Dan at Eastern Woods Outdoors has great advice. Biased, but, but he's, he's uh, honest. And I like him. And he gets it. I, I think he's it a good, good guy. Um, good place to go. Yeah, for sure. What is the number one thing that you think um, every Canadian style hunter should do to get ready for this upcoming season? What should we do to get ready for whether it's turkey or whether it's deer in the fall? What should we do to help get ready for next season? Uh, well, one, if you don't have a saddle, find someone with some that you can try. Go to your event that you're having. And number two, you got to practice. I mean, even me, I haven't one stick now since December. Uh, if I did it up the tree, I'd, I'd be slow the first time. I'd, I'd want to practice three or four times. And repelling, um, practice that, but really focus on going slow at repelling because you can do it wrong and you could end up the bottom of the tree in a minute. Yeah. And so just, I, I got on my um, safeguard. I got marked what's up, what's down in the dark, bright yellow. And um, I just don't want to make a mistake. I can't afford it. For sure. And uh, make sure. That's all right. Make sure your rope's good. Don't don't waste. Don't don't scrimp on those things. Anything for safety. Yeah. But uh, get ready by practice. Just practice, practice. Yeah. I I totally agree, Rick. That's that's great. So yeah, well, it's uh, I'm excited for what is coming in, in store. I uh, I'm looking forward to again trying doing turkey hunting with the JX3. Um, I sat out on the ground a couple times just for deer hunting this last year, and I'm looking forward to, to doing it in, in a couple weeks here for Turkey. And thank you for the conversations. We've had a few online and phone call and recommending Cruiser and for chatting with us today. It's, uh, I think it's, it's really great. You've helped a lot of people here in Canada begin saddle hunting or get saddles that <laughs> you've sold to them. Um, so thank you very much, and thank you for joining us today. You're welcome, Steve. Uh, I hope it's helpful and useful to me. Oh, I, I think it is for sure. It's the experience of, of learning from people's experiences is, is very valuable. So thank you very much. Okay.